Let's go over to South Australia, Wayne, where 5AA broadcaster Sam Tugwell standing by and joining us. Sam, thanks for coming on Sports Breakfast. Wayne, Ethan, good morning to you. Uh, so what's happening in South Australia at the moment? The football teams, Port Adelaide, they're sliding down the ladder there and forth at the moment. Then Adelaide, they're just clinging on to a finals chance. So how's the feeling over there in South Australia? Yeah, it's very tentative at the moment for both their footy teams in their respective ways. So for Port Adelaide, as you mentioned, <laughs> a little bit of wobbly boots for them uh, the last four weeks. So I don't think anyone expected them after 13 wins to be sliding down. It was all the way up for them for a large period of the season. But I suppose once you you get to that stage, maybe a little bit of um, maybe cuteness came into their selection when we saw them play Carlton. They dropped about six players and made lots of changes and all of a sudden we started to think maybe they're just resting for the sake of resting and they were trying to be a bit too cute and all of a sudden then that started a little bit of an on-flow effect where they lost to Carlton. They had to run into a red-hot Collingwood, lost to them. Then Adelaide came along, a showdown's like a final. They really, in the week leading up to the showdown, treat it like a showdown, like they would usually. Um, they just sort of spoke about how it was just another game. And so the Crows came through with this, this sweeping week worth of, no, we want to beat Port. It's, it's a big motivation for us. And they did do that. And then this last week where they've uh, dropped another game, it's it's just sort of gone to the, the wayside Port Adelaide season. What could have been, uh, they're now fighting to get back. So they're going to be working hard these next three weeks to try and drag back second. Um, and they've had to do this now with the loss of Trent McKenzie, who was injured in uh, Saturday night's game against the Cats. He'll be out for probably the next four weeks with a PCL. And now Charlie Dixon was overnight. He'll be out for the next four weeks also with a, a fracture in his foot. So he'll be aiming for the first week of finals. Whereas the Crows are... Well, everything's up at the moment for the Crows. They've got to win everything from here in order to make the eight. Um, ladder predictors are being done by the coach and every one of the players at the moment just to sort of test their optimism. Uh, and it goes to show that, yes, if they do win all the games, they can make it. It starts with Brisbane in Brisbane this weekend. A lot of times at this time of the year when we've got sides that are certain are making finals, they, they up the ante at training or they manage players. Do you think that's what's been happening at Port or um, is the injury mm. thing a concern? Well, the injury thing is a real concern because they've got a lot on the list. So that has been hurtful to them. I mean, speak about last week, for example. Um, they had blokes out with the concussion situation, which they didn't have much choice in. That was always going to happen. So two players out, and two key players in Jones and Aaliyah. Then you've got uh, blokes who are falling out um, ill as well. So the last, I reckon, two or three weeks, you've had illness sweeping through Port Adelaide, which was just uh, disappointing and, and, and unlucky in a way because they've, they've had this problem for maybe two weeks, a bit of sickness going through the club. They haven't managed it well. It started to sweep through the rest of the playing group. There were players not at training yesterday because they had a bit of a sniffle who were new to the list of people who were ill. Um, Horn Francis being one, Tom Jonas another, Burton, um, Houston, Burn Jones, Evans. So there's a bunch of them who haven't been sick all year and now all of a sudden are on the back of a few others. Um, they lost Farrell on the weekend. They lost Finlayson on the weekend, Dixon as well, Bergman. So there's so many players that are going down with illness, which is just as unlucky as anything. Um, but then also on the injury front, they've got a stack of players who have been out for long periods of time uh, with, with proper injuries too. So they have been ravaged in a way. They've been tested for death. But traditionally and in the past, and, and I mean during the 13 weeks' worth of wins, we saw the depth come to the top and actually really play quite well and add class to the team. So that was kind of their strength for a while there, was their depth. 
and yet now it seems to be um, it's either not having the same effect or the, the depth is getting a bit too uh, deep uh, into those players in the second side where they're, they're really starting to lose the cream of the crop because if you take away some of your stars like Aaliyah and Jones down back, you take away Dixon and Finlayson up forward, you take away uh, some of the good ball winners around the footy too uh, in Farrell, you start to lose that really good class that I suppose you need when you want to beat a team like Geelong or Collingwood and stuff like that. So that's, I suppose, one of the issues for Port Adelaide is once they can get all their blokes back on the park, whether or not they can continue to get back to that winning way. We're speaking to Sam Tugwell here, 5AA broadcaster. Sam, I'm not sure many people are concerned that Port Adelaide would fall, would fall out of the top four because that looks highly, highly unlikely. But is the general worry for Port Adelaide supporters that they might not be able to play a home qualifying final? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think that's become a reality now because I suppose what they have that position all locked away and they, they have that room to, to move if they lost a game or two, well, at least they still have it pretty well stitched up. But they've, because they've lost four straight, they've pretty much relinquished that right and now have to fight for it again with the other teams that would want it just as desperately. And for Port Adelaide fans, that, that's sort of the, the big thing. If you can get your home final... Um, obviously the second chance, that, that works out great for you because then you don't have to travel to Brisbane, you don't have to travel to the MCG. It's such an important element to it, isn't it? Every team wants that home qualifying final. Um, well, that's why I had a group on it for so long. Maybe for granted, I'm not certain. I mean, they, as we said, they sort of did get a little bit cute with selection a few weeks back and maybe that was a bit of a, a non-flow effect from that point where players started to not feel confident in their in their role because they've been playing well and all of a sudden just stripped out of it. I mean, for example, great example was Francis Evans in the showdown. Kicked four goals and then got taken... He just got omitted. And he was probably one of the best three players on the ground for Port Adelaide that night in their loss. He kicked four goals, got omitted, and then got put straight back in the next day for Geelong because uh, a few players were out sick. So how's he meant to feel as a player when his coaches all of a sudden got a winning formula and then starts to rip players out of position just for the sake of it? whether that to be to rest them, whether that to be to move them cover for someone else, and then all of a sudden the balance goes out. Now, look, we're not footballers. We don't know anything more than the coaches and, and the players themselves inside the four walls. But those sort of things you sort of look at and go, geez, was that necessary? Is that going to help the team? Is that actually going to... Is it going to throw the balance out? What does it actually do to a player's mind in that situation? Because I'm, I'm lucky I get to work alongside Tim Ginova, who used to play at Port Adelaide with a few other footy players as well, and... When they speak about those sorts of selections and going, geez, that's a head-scratcher for a lot of reasons, you, you kind of believe them because they've been in those shoes. So when it comes to trying to earn that qualifying final at home now, um, they're going to have to be careful and they're going to have to be pretty solid with what they do. They have to stick with the belief that they've had all year, stick with the players, show them the belief and the confidence they've had in them from the start to get the job done. And hopefully that can earn them three wins and, and keep that, or get them back to, rather, that top two position. All right, let's have a look at the Adelaide uh, side. You mentioned that they've got to they probably win everything. Um, they got West Coast last round, so you can put a tick next to that. Sydney at home is going to be... Um, well, you would think that that would be... A, but it really boils down to this weekend. You've got to take Brisbane, but up in Brisbane, and we know what a fortress that is. It, this is where you, the, the dice has been rolled fully, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think they're going to bring back Isaac Rankin this week. Um, he's had hamstring the last two or three weeks he's back on the main track he's got to pass main training today and if he does so he'll get selected 
which is against, I uh, uh, suppose, what most players would be. They usually probably get another week just to rest and make sure of it. But as you said, Wayne, the, it's roll of the dice now. You've got three games. You've got to win all three. You, you don't take chances and you don't leave anything else um, unturned. You've just got to get them out there, get your best uh, 22 out there and play your best game possible. They're undefeated, the Lions up there, as you said. So this is a great challenge. Um, now, whether or not the full support of the Brisbane um, supporters are out there at the, uh, the, uh, the Gabba, rather, um, will be interesting with the Matildas literally on at the same time across the river. Um, so that'll be interesting, um, whether the Lions get all the full support out. But I'm sure they'll have a, a good crowd and a good home support base. But uh, that'll take away just a little bit from uh, the Lions, which would be nice for Adelaide. And, and they need every little bit of advantage they can get. Um, they've got a couple of wins in a row now. They can take that confidence. We've seen them do that before this year, but they need a win on the road. That's something they've really struggled with all year long. I think they've only got one win for the season away from Adelaide Oval, which is a a pretty stunning um, record, really, compared to a lot of other teams around the comp. So um, that's a big challenge for them. They've got to play with a very inexperienced back line, too. Um, We've got James Borlase, who's going to be playing his second game. Luke Van Kerbis, I think he's playing fourth. Worrell's only been in the team for half a season. Michael Lanny's in his first season down back. There's a lot of young kids back there uh, playing in that defence, and they're going to have to hold up players like Joe Danaher, Charlie Cameron, uh, Gunston. Uh, I mean, you could go on. There's so many great forwards in that team that are going to pretty much rip these young kids apart if they're not on their A game. So it's going to be a great challenge for them, and the best thing for Adelaide is it's all in their hands. Uh, so if they can make it happen, then that's all on them. Sam, is there the because they're up there writing for for finals? People run the risk of let's say they don't make it, being very disappointed and angry. You know they haven't made finals, but forget really what the progress Adelaide has made this year because it they have come from a fair way back. Oh, I completely agree, and that's that's a conversation I think the. Crow supporters were having maybe two weeks ago when they lost to Melbourne, and it kind of looked like, yep, that's it. They've, they've lost their chance. They've dropped out. They're now way back. Um, it's going to be a tough road from here, because essentially from that point, they'd have to win five straight, and that was a bit like, well, few away games, few tough ones, probably not going to happen. So that conversation's already been had, was, all right, eight wins, ten losses. How does Adelaide supporters feel with being given all that extra hope that they weren't expecting to have all of a sudden to play finals, which was just flat bonus, now being stripped of that hope and now having to go back to settling for being out of the finals race, that expectation, I suppose, maybe helped Adelaide for a little bit because they were uh, brought on to, to, to play for something a lot bigger than just progress. Um, and, and now that they've had to jump back in the, in the pack go again, uh, and now they're starting to win games again. I suppose it's, it would sort of reset Adelaide supporters' um, mindsets as to, OK, look, the Crows have to earn finals. They're not just going to... There's not an expectation they'll play there because they haven't been able to earn that right throughout the main regular season to this point. They, they've been up there in the top eight. doesn't mean they deserve to be up there. They have lost a lot of games away from home. They have lost games, really close games, to good teams. Like they should have beaten Collingwood. They were three teams to three points at one point um, in that game. That, that They could have buried Collingwood in the first half at Adelaide Oval. They let that one slip. Um, they've lost a lot, a lot of other games by less than a goal against good which if they closed out, they could have won. So those opportunities they've, they've lost, which means Crows haven't been fulfilled and Adelaide Crows themselves didn't earn 
that top eight spot to start with. So I suppose when, you, when we've been able to sit back and look at the season, they've won 10 for the first time uh, in, I think, three or four years. There's a lot of expectation that came, but it's sort of gone. And now it's all about, well, let's see how they go. If they can win all three, this is awesome for Adelaide fans. They can rejoice in what is an exciting season and they get the reward for, for playing really, really well. If they don't make it, they didn't deserve it, but at least they've played so much better. So I think they've gone over that hill already, mm-hmm. thankfully, mm-hmm. Um, and it won't be so much disappointment as much as it'll be, well, look at, look at a great year that they've had. Sam, um, Taylor Walker, he's been in incredible form at the moment. He's sitting second in the race at the Coleman. He's kicked 63 goals this season. Is, is he in the conversation, do you think, for an All-Australian? Absolutely. Um, and maybe I'm biased because I'm from Adelaide, but I can just, I, I can't believe how good a season he's had. Um, he's currently sitting on 599 goals, by the way. So next week when he kicks his, oh, sorry, this weekend when he kicks his first, it'll be 600, which is a great achievement for him. But to, to think you've had, if he's second on the Coleman, this is how I see it. If you're a second in the Coleman, you'd be pretty much set to be in the All Australian team. The forward line should be made up of the most dominant forwards. Of the season, I don't know how you guys see it, but that's that's how I've always seen it. If you're if you're in the top three or four best goal kickers for the season, um, most of them are usually key players. Uh, then you can generally put them straight into the forward line um, of the All Australian team. That's that's how you judge a forward, isn't it? The most dominant, mm. best performing forward, I suppose, going going to those roles. So I would absolutely think that Taylor Walker deserves a spot in that forward six for sure, and, and get a blazer. Sam, really appreciate your time here on Sports Breakfast this morning. I loved your insights into what's happening over there for the two uh, South Australian AFL teams and all the best for the rest of your day and hope you go well.